Welcome to Mom Chats with Karen and Susie. We are two moms who enjoy heart-to-heart conversations about life. We chat about everything from parenting to education to our dreams and even to our soul journey. Join us as we explore these topics and more on Mom Mom Chats. Hello and welcome to Mom Chats. I'm Susie. And I'm Karen. And welcome to our first episode of 2021. So we thought in our first episode today, we'd talk about a topic that uh, both Karen and I are very passionate about. And it's all about kindness and how to foster kindness both within ourselves and for our children and our families and everyone we come into contact with. So Karen, what does kindness mean to you? Well, kindness, I think, uh, could be looked at in so many different ways. I'm thinking of role models, the quality of kindness, the different acts of kindness. But if I had to sum it all up to just one word, I think the word that's coming up to me is love. Comes from a place of love. I would have to agree with that. Definitely kindness comes from a place of love, of caring for people, and caring is all about love. I think kindness and empathy go hand in hand, um, because in order to be kind and caring towards people, you need to be empathetic in order to care for them, to care about them. Yeah, I I, um, agree with you as well, too. It's, um, I'm almost thinking like that stretch even more to compassion, because that kindness almost encompasses the ability to feel for someone else, which is that empathy, and, and to feel someone else's feelings and be able to empathize with them. Compassion is like you feel so much that you're moved to action to want to do something about it rather than just feeling the sadness of someone, but wanting to take action and being drawn to do something to relieve the, the suffering or the pain of somebody else. So the, the total together, maybe there's the math in me, the, the, monster, <laughs> the kindness is equal to empathy plus compassion. I love that. That is brilliant. Kindness equals empathy plus compassion, definitely, because I think kindness is defined as taking action. Um, to be kind is not just to feel, like you said, feel for other people, but also to take action in some way. That's excellent. I love that. I'm a math person too. (laughs) So I love that equation. So, you know, when we talk about children and how to foster this with children, generally as part of survival, their natural instinct is to be self-centered. They think about their own needs and not necessarily other people's needs. And I think teaching kindness is definitely a skill. I don't think we're necessarily born with it, although we have certain instincts that lead us in that direction. Um, I think it's still a teachable skill. And I think it's something that we as parents, educators, we should be teaching children about kindness. I think kids are also hardwired to be empathetic. They generally want to help others, even though in their early years, they, like I said, they might be self-centered. They still, if they see somebody, like I always see this in daycare setting, if one child sees another child crying, they naturally go to them and try to comfort them, try to make them feel better. I think it's a natural instinct within us as humans to be empathetic and care for others. 
and take care of each other. So if you were to, because you talked about uh, a teachable skill, and I think this comes up for a lot of parents that they start to see behaviors in their children that don't seem kind and they want to help their child develop more of that kindness muscle. Do you have some ideas on how you as a mother or as an educator can help strengthen this kindness muscle? Yeah, I have ideas, some strategies, even things that we do in the childcare setting to teach this, because I do believe it's important. And like you said, I think it's a muscle. You, you, if you exercise it and if you practice it, it gets stronger. I think the golden rule is at the heart of this, which is do unto others as you would have done to you or treat others as you would like to be treated. And I think that's really the heart of kindness. If you make caring for others a priority, um, taking the time to understand them, and that will eventually lead you to kindness towards them, whether it's an act or even just being there for that person. So do you think that this is a, uh, something that is a developmental stage where they understand how to be more kind? Or is there, I'm just thinking of young moms, moms that uh, have young children, that they're not seeing that their kids are being kind and, and they want their children to be kind because I think it's a value that's upheld very strongly in all of us. I've, I've heard moms ask me, like, is, is there any hope to make my child kind or is this just the way they're born like? I think it's definitely a developmental stage. Um, I think you have to understand where the child is at in their development. Like toddlers are naturally not going to share with each other and they're not, they don't understand the concept of taking turns yet. Understanding that someone else's needs are just as important as their own. Um, like I said, in the very early stages of life, um, children are very self-centered. They're very much about, you know, it's mine. They worry about their own survival, their own needs, as opposed to others. So I think, yes, you definitely have to take into consideration the child's age. But regardless of that, there's still things you can do to foster that kindness. The first thing you can do is be a good role model because children are always, always watching. And if they see you being kind, either towards yourself or towards others, that's something that they will copy. One of my favorite quotes that I've seen, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. I think it says a lot if you can be that role model for your children where they see your acts of kindness, whether it's being kind towards um, other members of your family, it doesn't have to be strangers, like sometimes to the people we love, and sometimes we're not always kind to them. Um, and those are the, the things that children see all the time. Um, it's not so much about doing a good deed for a stranger. It's more or less having kindness be part of your life and how you treat everybody who you come into contact with. Mm, yeah, I love that. I, I um, really resonate with when you said role modeling, because I, I think of the different role models that have impacted my life uh, when it comes to kindness. My example is like my grandmothers, and my grandfathers too, but definitely my grandmothers had that quality of kindness, and uh, you just felt it around them. The, their acts, their energy is something that you can't quite put like a pinpoint uh, one, one exp experience, but it's everlasting impact. You know, I think kindness is one of those things that's 
soft and, and gentle, but so everlasting. It's unlike some of the other virtues of like strong leadership. You know, you remember that moment. Kindness is that under the radar kind of feel, but it has such a uh, impact that you remember it forever. The feeling that you get when you're the recipient of kindness, or even if you're the giver of kindness, how it makes you feel as well too. I really think it's a feeling. When, when we talk about teaching kindness, especially with children, it's not so much about telling them with words, it's about actions or feelings. So kindness comes through, through your emotions, through your actions, how you um, interact with people with no words, even if it's just body language. I think kindness, like you said, it's a feeling. You feel it and, and it has everlasting impact on you, uh, more so than um, you know, giving your child a set of directions to say, help so-and-so or be kind to so-and-so. Those words are meaningless. I think the more important thing is the actions, how you act towards people. Are you kind to people? And being that role model will rub off on, on your children too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a practice that all of us can undertake, right? Because it, it ripples out to everybody around us, including our children. And so they like that feeling and they remember that feeling. And then when they do that to somebody else and they feel good about themselves, then they, it's like that, uh, the reward system in a way, <laughs> like a, a mouse in a, in a maze, when they do something and they get the reward, they'll try it, they'll do it again. And, and maybe kindness is kind of like that too. I think another way besides role modeling, I think another way that we can help children is, oh, I don't know how you feel about manners. Um, Cause you know, in this day and age, we don't talk that much about manners saying please and thank you and being respectful to elders and things like that. I know when I was growing up, manners was very important. You respected your elders. Sometimes you wouldn't call them even by their first names. You would call them like Mr. or Mrs. I remember uh, <laughs> my neighbors across the street that were good friends with us. Um, the kids used to call my, my mom, Mrs. Nancy, and my father uh, was Mr. Sam. So, you know, you always put that Mr. and Mrs. in front of their name just because to give them that respect or that title was, was kind of like respectful. And I think kindness and manners, I think, goes hands in hand sometimes too, just in the sense that it teaches how to greet people and how to be respectful with people and how to and, and help make them feel special. What do you think about that? I definitely am on the same board because I, I know my kids will always say mommy what we remember a lot of what you did with us is like you helped us teach us our manners even though sometimes it wasn't fun at the time you just want to like you know get that ice cream but you had to say please and thank you until it became in need and I, I think it is a uh, it's those words that come from place of being aware of somebody else not just your own needs, like you were saying, as children, we're aware only of our own needs, but we don't exist in this world just as ourselves. We have to know how to integrate ourselves into a world of many people and many me's. That kindness helps us um, know how to get along and know how to uh, navigate through the different personalities and, and just helps us with more awareness of other human beings. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I was thinking another part of kindness is also to do with, and I know um, you and I agree on this because I think we've talked about it in the past. It's about inclusion. Mm. Um, I think what's going on nowadays, this idea of bullying, right? That children are bullied or even sometimes adults are bullied. And I think it comes down to inclusion as opposed to exclusion. I think bullying results from being excluded. If we can foster this idea of inclusion, that everybody is welcome and everybody's a friend, I think we can promote kindness. Mm -hmm. Kindness is all about including people and making everyone feel welcome. Mm, Yeah, I would almost uh, expand even more that we don't necessarily, I believe, are born into this world as bulliers. We, I think we bully when uh, there is some pain internally within us, right? So that maybe we've been bullied in the past and we feel, we feel less than. And in order for us to feel more, we, it might um, help us to bully somebody else, right? I'm not saying that this is right. It just explains why, maybe why um, sometimes bullying happens it's not just including other people and kindness is not just only directed towards others, but I think it's really important to understand this, the concept of self-kindness too, like being kind to ourselves. Um, then we have more of that neutral ground or more abundancy within ourselves to be able to be kind to somebody else. Cause it's really hard to be kind to someone else when inside we don't feel abundant or we don't feel loved or we don't feel worthy, right? It's very hard to be kind when uh, we haven't felt that kindness within. So I think the self-kindness is also important to uh, foster. So how would you do that? (laughs) It all starts with love. (laughs) (laughs) I I really believe as as, uh, young children, children need to really feel loved and secure. Um, that is first and foremost. We teach them other things and we teach them about their outer world. We teach them, you know, math or letters or reading, not just from an educator's point of view, but as parents. Like we focus on some external learnings. We also need to help children feel secure inside. So to learn about their inner workings as well too. So if a child is feeling sad, it's using that moment of sadness to explore with them about what sad is, have them talk about it. They get to understand their inner workings more than to suppress their feelings, right? Because you said kindness comes from our feelings, right? It's hard to act with kindness when our feelings are all muddled or not understood within I think it's as a young developing human beings, like in our childhood, is spending a lot more time with the child, making sure that they feel loved and secure and listened to. Those are the most important things that they're talked with a lot, more so than putting them into all sorts of programs and all kinds of other things. Like I think it's really important for a child to feel very secure because that sets them up for being able to offer more kindness when they're full inside. 
I really think um, we are achievement-based society these days where we are so focused on achievement and what we can achieve and what we can do that we sometimes force that onto our children as well, putting them in all kinds of organized things where we want them to achieve, we want them to learn to dance or to play soccer or whatever the case may be, learn a musical instrument. Um, and it's all around this idea of achievement. And we're so focused on that that we forget, like you said, that the most important things are, you know, you're okay who you are. Sure, you, you might have talents, you can explore your talents and you're loved for how you are. And it doesn't matter what you do, the what is not important. Connection to your child to let them understand that they're loved no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, you know, the activities or what we're doing today. Yes, so, 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 so true. That's so critical and that's so that's such an important part of parenting, being educator, even a healer, that our whole um, worthiness of love is just the fact that we exist here, that we were born at all. Uh, so we don't really need to prove anything. You, you mentioned that uh, parents want to like give them uh, opportunities to gather all these um like skill sets. And I remember having a conversation last night with parents, a set of parents. And uh, I think it's true what they were saying that's in a lot of parents' mind is that they're giving this, these children all of these lessons, initially from a place of care, because they want to give their children opportunity, like the word opportunity. And sometimes I wonder if it's like what the opportunities that we didn't receive, we want to make sure our children receive those opportunities. Or we've had such a great opportunity, we want to pass on those opportunities to our children. So I think the intention behind giving all these lessons was from a, a good intentioned one, like it came from a maybe an act of kindness, a good intention. But I think if there's like evaluation of the performance that they don't meet certain goals or criteria or don't get to the next level, then those opportunities don't become just opportunities. They become expectations, right? And when we can't meet those expectations, that's when our sense of uh, self-worth and the way we act uh, kindly towards ourselves gets lessened. Like we think we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not, we're, we're not enough. And when we start to develop that, that we're not enough, then we see others as they're not enough either, <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. we are not only not kind to ourselves, but it's hard for us to be kind to others. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. I think that you, you hit it right on with, by saying that opportunities are great, but when opportunities become expectations, that's when it gets into dangerous ground of possibly injuring people's self-worth or, or ability to meet those expectations, whether they can or can't. Mm -hmm. And uh, they should not have to be judged on those expectations. Because mm -hmm. um, like you said, originally everything came from a, a kind place where you just want to um, expose your children to all kinds of wonderful things. I, I, I get that, but I also understand that there's, you know, I, I kind of think there's more important things than just exposing your children to things to make them happy. That's not everything. Happiness or the achievement of happiness is not everything. I think 
there's a difference between happiness and joy. And we can feel joy in our lives, even when we're not happy. And um, I think we set up this expectation for our children that they need to achieve happiness. And that in itself sometimes is a problem because we're constantly in a search for happiness and sometimes we just don't find it. And so we think we're a failure or we think that life isn't good or, but we don't realize that it's not just about finding happiness. It's about finding joy and joy can be even in well times of sorrow. So we have this focus on happiness and it comes sometimes through achievements or opportunities or whatever. But I think there's another point where we can teach finding joy in every moment of life. And it doesn't have to be that you're doing something to achieve happiness. You just are happy because you have joy and you see the good in everything, even the not so good things. You talked about opportunity and then flowing into meeting expectation, right? And then that disappointment with not uh, achieving those things. So it becomes achievement oriented and happiness is almost like that achievement oriented things like, like that goal, the strive to be happy is like striving to be excellent at dancing, right? Striving to be excellent at something to get that happiness. And I think in that striving, that can cause more stress. So it could be unhappy all along the way in order to search happiness. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much unhappiness in order to search for happiness. Whereas I agree with you that the joy comes from just accepting whatever is arising. So even in the sorrow, maybe it's all right to feel sorrow. There's a meaning, a deeper meaning behind the feeling sad or sorrow or whatever it is, it's kind of accepting um, unconditionally of ourselves in whatever is arising. It's loving that. I just had this book that says, whatever arises, love that. Yes. And I think if you can get to that stage, uh, and it takes time, I think, to get there. But if you can get to that point, you can live a joyful life. You look for the silver linings. You look for positivity. And, and you see the goodness that's, uh, that's out there. I think that ties in really well to this whole kindness piece. I think there's definitely a connection between kindness and finding joy in life. And I, I think of the people who I know who are so kind and who I think of, when I think of kindness, I think of these people. And these people who are kind, they just have this joyfulness about them. They see the joy in things. And um, I think there's a big connection there between finding joy and being kind. You mentioned earlier about, you know, this idea that if you're kind to others, you know, it feels good, feels good for you and then feels good for the other person. And then perhaps it's a little bit contagious. The whole idea of paying it forward, like when you're kind to someone, then they might be kind to someone else and so on. And then it just keeps going on and on. Um, What do you think about that idea? I love to imagine a world where it's almost like a tsunami of kindness wave coming through. There is a lot of different energies that are shaping our world or impacting our world. And I'm sure we've all felt it at some point or another. and, And that's fear, hatred sometimes, you know, all the different energies too. But when we have a wave of kindness being rippled out, modeled, 
like modeled to somebody else and they model it to somebody else, then it's just a, a greater world that we can all be part of and we can all live in a world that, uh, that includes inclusivity for everyone, looking out for one another. I think it will just raise us all as a, a human species that we experience this, this act of kindness because it's uh, beneficial to everyone. Mm. But that's the idealism in me. But I know I we you know uh, we can't change the whole world, so we just change one person at a time, and that is ourselves. How does someone start? Like, let's say you know they're listening and they want to start to be more kind to themselves. What can they do? Like, what's the starting point? I think the the uh, being kind to oneself starts off with noticing what we're not kind about ourselves when we're not kind towards ourselves so that simple act of noticing is that first step towards healing so when we start to notice the the times that we're not kind to oneself and just noticing that without judging it that's an act of kindness i think the judging of what we're noticing is not kind but when we don't judge what we notice then then we're kind I'll give you a more concrete example. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, cook a really extravagant or cook a nice meal for my family. And let's say it didn't turn out uh, that it's burnt or it just, it doesn't taste good. I could say, you know, I can't, I can't cook very well. I could have that thought. I, I can't cook very well and feel bad about myself. It's, it's like we're, I'm judging myself for an outcome. Whereas if I just notice that I it didn't work out um, and stop there and not judge it, that it just didn't work out, that's an act of kindness. I'm being kind to myself, right? We hear people say that, including myself, say that all the time. I'm not very good at this. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. That's kind of- Almost really- like apologizing. Yeah, it's apologizing for whatever failures you think uh, or every failings that you think you have. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know what? Something struck me with what you just said, which was judgment. Mm -hmm. I think it all comes down to that. Like when we judge ourselves, we judge ourselves harshly sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that's the point is we can notice something about ourselves. But as soon as we place a judgment on it and turn it into a negative, then uh, it becomes unkind. The first step of being kind to ourselves is to stop at the judgment. Stop at being critical to oneself. It's just stay in the act of noticing and that's it. Nothing more. You just notice. That's really hard to do, I think. It's really hard to shut off that judgment uh, or critical voice in the back of your head that is making judgments. Yes. It, It takes practice, I guess. It takes a lot of practice. And I think just like anything else, the more we practice and the more we become aware and practice it, the better we become um, at it and the more we're practicing that kindness muscle because we can say to a parent you know we have to role model it to our children but how does the parent become kinder how do we role model it exactly we have to we have to really look and examine what is going on in our mental construct and really noticing what thoughts are arising? What do we do with those thoughts, right? Are we judging those thoughts or are we just letting them go? 
Right? It, it is that act of letting them go and then move on to the next moment. So if I can summarize what you're saying, <laughs> um, it's about like self-awareness, being aware of yourself and, and your thoughts, first of all, so that you know what they are, and then either stopping the judgments and letting go of those thoughts without judgment to move to a kinder place for yeah. yourself. You know, a more loving place, as you said, kindness and love go hand in hand. So it's more like a self-love to love yourself enough to stop the judgments. Yes. And that's how you practice kindness towards yourself. And the more we do that, the more we can, we can be kind to our outer world. We're just observing and we're not judging what we're observing. So it's like strengthening our observation muscles and diminishing our judgment of the judgment muscle of what we're observing. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Even like kindness towards others, the random acts of kindness, like things I can think of that have that I've observed um, in this last little while is like just seeing people shovel each other's driveways, not because they were asked to, not because they were commanded to, they were just compelled to. Like that comes from that kindness. It's like simple things like opening doors. Like there's so many ways that kindness does show up. So it gives you hope for humanity that we are uh, a kind people. You know, it reminds me of over the um, pandemic when we were shut down over the summertime. I, I remember putting up a post on our website about kindness rocks. And basically what people would do is they'd go collect rocks and then they'd paint them and they'd write messages on them like be strong, be brave or something like that. Like some kind of a message to someone else in the community. And then they would go on a walk in the neighborhood and they'd leave these painted rocks around in places where people could find them or see them. And I remember watching on the social media groups that I belong to that, um, you know, I wasn't the only one who had posted this. This wasn't my idea. Like this was something that I had heard and I just wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. And apparently, you know, in almost every community, people were doing this mm -hmm. and we're finding these kindness rocks everywhere mm -hmm. with all these messages of hope, you know, during the pandemic. Uh, and I just thought, what a wonderful thing. And children were involved as well and children got really excited about it to the point where they'd go out on these walks just looking for the rocks mm -hmm. um, to see what they could find you know I would see the posts that the parents would put on there and the children were just enjoying it so much and I thought what a great way to show children through a family activity like that where you can show them to be kind to others even people they don't know you know they might just be throwing out a random message that might brighten someone's day and that's an act of kindness in and of itself so i thought when you were mentioning that random act of kindness that thing came to mind that what an amazing thing to do mm. and uh, somebody somebody came up with the idea and then it just kind of it exploded because I, I do think it's contagious mm. and it makes you feel hopeful as a species that we have it within us in our human nature to to bring that to our forefront right Especially when in situations of pain, like if COVID became painful or more struggling for people, it was also an opportunity for the kindness to arise to um, heal that part. So yeah. I think that's so um, amazing that we as a, as a species has that part of us to want to heal one another too. Yes, I think of all the things that have happened during the pandemic, um, the things that I want to remember are, are those kindness 
those people being kind towards each other, even something like as simple as I'm going to wear a mask because it's protecting other people, even though I may not be worried about getting ill myself. That is an act of kindness, I believe. And, and I really believe that there's so much kindness in the world. And if you look for it, you can find it yeah. and you will see it. And, and I do believe that the human race by nature is kind. The root of who we are is one of love. It comes from that core of love. And within love comes kindness, comes compassion, comes empathy. That's who we really are. That's our natural nature. So it's moving back into our natural nature um, of who we really are. And we're kind. We're a kind species. Agreed. I have a quote that I picked up on kindness. Um, this is one of my favorites, actually. Uh, it's from the Dalai Lama, and it says, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. Love that. Love mm -hmm. that. I really believe our essence is love. Our creator is love. And that is our essence as well. And this whole stems from we need to go back to our essence. Sometimes we lose what our essence is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning into Mom Chats. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date with our latest episodes. This podcast has been sponsored by Alpha's Discovery Kids, inspiring our future leaders through curiosity, inquiry, and discovery. And Karen Suaquan Coaching, enfolding your soul's gift to give. Thanks for listening.